Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of RZ Weekly, our weekly podcast about religious Zionism, modern orthodoxy, and everything in between. I'm here today with our Rabbi Mali Brovsky. And unfortunately, we're down a man. Herb Johnny Solomon is not able to be with us. So we're going to discuss between the two of us. We're going to call this the Hanukkah Conundrum Edition because we thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about Hanukkah-related issues. Hello, Molly. How are you? How are you? All, I'm <laughs> all set for Hanukkah. <laughs> in Corona. Yeah. In, Cor- in Corona. And there's going to be a night seger. You, are you aware of that? You can, you're not allowed to go out at night, yes. which I think Although I'm sure I, is very distressing to you. I read that might change it or something because people are... People are cranky about it, but uh, just whatever. get ready for Seger Shlishi here in Israel. Exactly. Just get ready. I saw a good. Meme. Okay, so we're calling. Sorry, it just said. Yeah, you don't go ahead. Tell us when the Seger is. Just tell us when the next Chag is, and we'll like put it on our calendars by ourselves. Because it's so it's true. Country. It's like, oh, we have a holiday. Let's let's close down let's the country. Coincidentally, decide that this is the time when the numbers warrant uh, closure. Not, it's not like we didn't know. I think somebody should maybe somebody should introduce them to the United States. What? To the United States Supreme Court, maybe somebody should introduce him to the American Supreme Court. You know, freedom of religion, all that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bali's making a face. It doesn't come over on the audio. I just, uh, <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want us, anybody to think that Chassam Shalom, we're anti-safety measures for Corona. We are not anti-safety measures for Corona here at RZ Weekly. Um, but we are <laughs> not. here at IZ Weekly. We have a we have a podcast policy. Okay, let's get into the Hanukkah conundrum edition. We'll keep it light, keep it straight. Okay, uh, okay Molly. So we're going to discuss what I wanted to discuss first with you is the topic of Hanukkah presents. Did you, as a child, get Hanukkah presents? I did. Of course you did. Who didn't get Hanukkah presents? Can you imagine, like, I don't no, know, when I, I was not. a kid, we would come in. <laughs> no, Hanukkah presents right. for you. The truth is, I mean, you could you could talk about your about why you wanted to raise this issue, but I actually went to a very um, yeshivish elementary school, and we all got Hanukkah presents. Like, it wasn't, it, there was, I don't think there was anybody who didn't get Hanukkah presents that I knew. Right. And, of course, you all had to compare the next day who got no, what. So that I don't and, remember. That's you know. actually interesting. Well, at first, you could talk about why you want to talk about this, and then I'll say what I was going to say. But okay. Okay. The, I mean, the reason I want to talk about Hanukkah presents is Molly. Yeah. Are you planning on giving your children Hanukkah I am presents? Indeed. You are. Yes. Um, do your Israeli neighbors give their children Hanukkah they presents? They do not. They receive Dmei Hanukkah. We do not. That which is. Do they give Dmei Hanukkah? Is like a thing to yeah, give yeah, Dmei Hanukkah? Yeah. Dmei Hanukkah is a thing. People get. Uh, they, yeah. They they don't understand the concept of presents when you know an Anglo Ole kid tells their peers that they get presents. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about, but they do understand Hanukkah guilt. By the right. way, which, so which, my, after, my, yeah. my my obvious question is, why do you give? Why did your parents give you Hanukkah right. presents, and why are you going to give your children Hanukkah presents? I.e., what is the connection between Hanukkah and giving gifts of whatever it is, knickknacks, toys, what have you? You know, the latest Lego. I mean, whatever it is your parents would get on Hanukkah. Okay, well, you could answer this because I feel like. If we're gonna, I feel like you're the one who's okay has the issue with it. So I'll, I will, you say what you want to say, and then I'll say my feelings back. You already know what I want to say. What I want to say is obvious that it's clear to me there's no religious connection between Hanukkah and presents, but it's just so, and that's why the end, the lead up to the Anglo's and all that. But it's clear that in an Anglo country where Christmas is so prevalent and the idea of giving presents is part of the national culture, the idea that a Jewish parent would send their kids empty-handed into the winter season and not buy them presents was an anathema. It's unimaginable. Truth be told, it is unimaginable. It's just part of the culture. 
at some point, this idea of giving presents became, I, I, don't, I don't think it's Christian per se, meaning I don't think that we, we give presents or that my parents gave me presents because they were trying to be Christian. They gave presents because they were American or they were Anglo or however you want to say it. And that was just, and that's just part of the, of the milieu of being an American Jew in December. And the idea that you wouldn't give presents was literally unthinkable. Somehow that turned into Hanukkah presents. And therefore, my question is, why when you now, you've come to Israel, why do you still give your children presents? Sorry, I'm just, because we're, we're down Johnny. And I realized we, he's the one we would turn to to say, is there any Jewish, you know, like Dimei Hanukkah, um, you know, is there any source for this besides, you know, um, I Googled it because <laughs> we don't have. Children. So I'm ahead of you oh, because okay. I asked Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Johnny sent me a picture from a book from Rabbi Dr. Jeffrey Cohen. I didn't know who that was, so I had to Google that. And Rabbi Dr. Jeffrey Cohen, Cohen he, he writes that, he's at, that he has this book on, I don't know, whatever. And he writes, uh, from where did the custom of giving children money called Hanukkah Geld? Mm -hmm. So he says, he says the following, we cannot be sure precisely when the practice arose, though it is plausible that it was nothing more than a counterbalance in the Christian practice of giving Christmas presents. Jewish children may well have envied the good fortune of their Christian peers. Perish the thought that other little kinders should be deprived. That's what he wrote. I mean, you know, perish the thought that our kinder. So, and then okay. he says, but there's a connection. He says, maybe, he, like he really tries to, Johnny also sent me a tshuva from, I think it was of Yaakov Kabaneski, who says that, well, there's a minog, an old minog, that Hanukkah was when they would send money to the, to the mechanich, to the, to the, you know, to the, to the head of the cheder. And so, so, um, and so somehow that morphed into some of that money got into the hands yeah. of the children. Interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that was like, I think that was just so apparently, what we would call limud schut. The Lubavitcher yeah, Rebbe was ahead, into so. it. This I didn't know. I, mean, I googled Dimei Hanukkah. I got Dimei Hanukkah Harebi Mimi Lubavitch. And I also got a page, Madua Mechalkim Dimei Hanukkah. And it's from Chabad. And they're explaining. So that, that's just interesting if anybody wants to look further into the connection between Chabad specifically and the Rebbe and, and the idea of Hanukkah Gelt. Um, and it's just, as you're saying, they start giving reasons. It's to encourage tzedakah and to you know, all kinds of other things. But yes, I, I obviously I think that it's it's mostly from the um, December, you know, most wonderful time of the year um, feeling. <laughs> uh, but at, at, so what? I, so so wait, do you have a question? Like what? What question did I get? How did I feel about yeah, it? I guess my question for you is: oh, Do I feel about it? Yeah. Do you, Do you think it's? I don't. It's. I mean, I don't have a problem giving Hanukkah presents. I grew up with it, but. Is it in the spirit of Hanukkah? Maybe the idea, I mean, uh, uh, there's a long way of asking this question. I remember, of course, the days leading up to the Hanukkah presents, and of course, you know, sneaking into your parents' room and trying to look into their closet and hoping beyond hope that there are actually presents there. Not that you would open them, but you would see that there's stuff there. And of course, like the whole culture of Christmas is about giving and getting stuff. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do. Like, I think that if I were actually a devout Christian, it'd be very upsetting to me that America has turned it all into stuff. And that's what Hanukkah to some degree becomes. And truth be told, Hanukkah is literally the opposite of getting stuff. Interesting. So, so. Okay, it's a good point. In, in a way, in a way. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be. Maybe we should be abandoning this minhag, and you know, and and, and because it's uh, the opposite of, and 
and and not in the spirit of. So how would you react to that question? Truth is, I thought you were going to say like it's too it's too close to a um, you know non Jewish custom um, that I was going to talk about that. But I like this. I, I like what you're saying, which is what about the spirit of it? So because the truth is, for me, that's really what it's about, which is why I do it. I, what's so interesting to me is like you're describing this like sneaking into your parents' room and seeing what your big present is. I don't remember what I got. I, I didn't get big things, but but I do remember the feeling, the feeling that I got when, when I got Hanukkah presents. It was part of the whole, like, there was something very family-oriented. This is how I experienced it in my house. I'm not saying this is how it always is, but if you're asking me personally why I continue to give them, I think it's because... I, this is what this is when I was thinking about this before. This is this is this is how I experienced Hanukkah gifts. Um, again, I don't think I got give pre- big presents. I got things like a little bear that said "I love you," or like you know, I made my parents presents. Like for me, Hanukkah presents was about like I would write them a poem, or I would remember I knit them like a scarf. I don't know what I did, but like, so I think it very much depends what the feeling is around it. So to me, um, you know the five love languages. Do you know what that is? Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, please share. Okay, so the Five Love Languages, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a book. Um, it's actually very, very interesting. The, the premise is that different people feel and experience lo- love different ways. Different people have different love languages. And the five love, love, love languages are physical contact, right? Some people feel you love them when they get a hug or a touch. Um, words of affirmation. Some people feel love through conversation and through talking and through right, words of, of connection. Quality time. Right. Some people feel love is expressed by by time spent with the loved one. And if you want to show me you love me, spend time with me. Um, I forgot. I'm blanking on the fifth. But for some reason, I'm blanking on like, you know, number four. But number five is gifts, is giving of gifts. What am I forgetting? Which love language am I forgetting? What about investment of energy and effort? Oh, acts of service. Yes, acts of service. It's a really important one. How could I have forgotten that one? Acts of service is right. People. I never read the book, and that seems like yes, the, the most basic one. service is like okay. the, the, you know, the, the spouse who shows they, their, their love for their other spouse by making them a cup of coffee, making them breakfast, um, um, I don't know. Washing the dishes. Washing the dishes, right? Act, literally <laughs> acts of service, right? It's a, it's a very, it's a very, that's a, actually a very important and central, I, I think, very common one. But but one of them is actually gifts, giving gifts. There are some people for whom their love language is gifts. Now, that's not my love language. It's it, I'm not a big gift giver. I don't remember about gifts. We're not like a... Wait, wait, what's that? Is that inherent? Yes, apparently. Or... It's so interesting, right? Like, it's not, doesn't speak to me. It's not my love language. Again, like, I, we don't, hmm. I don't, we don't do that. I don't remember people's anniversaries. We don't, we're not big on birthday presents. It's not it's not our thing but i have a friend for example who i'm thinking of who who it really is like she they get out of she gives anniversary presents to her husband she buys a birthday present she gets a birthday present they you know there are flowers every end whatever it is and it's clear to me that that one or both flowers is not a flowers is a gift well it can be okay you can say this and maybe it's an active server i don't know what you can say (laughs) how you want to say it but the point is that like it's clear to me that for some people, giving gifts is it's a love language. And and I think that the time that I plug into gifts as a love language is Hanukkah. And for me, that's what it felt like, right? It felt like the gifts that I was getting on Hanukkah were 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 a sign of family love and family togetherness, which is why for me I continued that 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 um that tradition. For me, it's like giving the gifts on Hanukkah is you light the candles, you sing Ma'oz Tzor, and then you get ready to like, you know, do the Hanukkah. We try to do something, you know, some kind of family activity, whether it's making latkes or whatever. But then I go upstairs and I bring down 
gifts for the kids. Now, again, this is, I don't know if I, I said this to you on the phone, but like, I'm an only child. So I don't remember if I got a present every night, but it wasn't like I only got a present the first night. So when my kids were little, I, and I think because of this, it was like part of the like ceremony. Oh my God, I, so, the so feeling like, of you going exactly, upstairs like, and oh, waiting. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a gift for it. And then I was like, uh, I have four children over eight nights. I used to go to the two shekel store, but still that's a lot of gifts. So again, I don't give it necessarily every night and whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? But like, it turned into a little bit bigger than I than I wanted it to be. Sometimes it's like I'll buy like a game that we all play together. But the point is that the, the presents it's, become for, gifts are fraught with danger. This could be a whole topic in yes, and of itself. Like a year. <laughs> in gift giving, because is it what that person wants? Right. What if you don't like correct, it? Correct. But oh, that's why I think when lot, it's framed in this there. way, and, and that's why I liked what you said about it not being a consumeristic gimme gimme culture. But when it's very clear that the gift is coming. In in, a, in like a larger atmosphere of of a of a love language, right, an expression of love and caring, um, then and and again, it's within a larger Hanukkah experience that doesn't it's not just about the gift, right? It's about the the time and right the relationship. So that to me is for me that's why Hanukkah presents are meaningful, and that's that's what I give. That's why I can do with my family. Yeah, but that only begets the question: Makesha Hanukkah. Like the only reason you do it is because you're used to doing it. But in theory, the best time to do it would be like when Chazal said to do it before a Chag, before a well, Sukkot. I mean, Hanukkah is like Hanukkah. Ah, okay, so so ah. to that I would say you don't do it on Purim. So you don't why? Do it on so Purim. I find Hanukkah to be a very family holiday, right? It's like there's something very cozy. It's 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 you know the whole lights thing, which again I think the idea of like a holiday in the middle of the winter, chestnuts, the fire, yeah, right, the know. fire really. But there's Hot a reason. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> I think that historians talk about this. Like almost every culture has a like light festival around the what's it mm. called the winter. Solstice? A winter festival, right? yeah, winter. Um, so, you know, I think there is something about that, you know, huddling together with your family and, and eating fattening food. I'm serious, it's like comfort food and, and lights. And I, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, it's funny you say that. I, I'm remembering Johnny, if he was here, he would say, like, I think in the tshuva that he sent me from Rav Yaakov Kamenei, he's like, how do they know they didn't get the idea presents from us? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, my, so my, my point, think? I think what's it's your, something... What's your, what's your family's custom? I actually don't make an effort, but my wife actually this year bought, bought a little something for every child, just like, you know, a book or mm -hmm. something like that. It wasn't, you know... Um, I think like I'm the kind of person that is in theory against the idea of giving presents, but wow. I like the idea of, um, I don't think that a relationship, like you said, should be based upon gift giving per se. I don't think, I think that it's Davka not in the spirit of Hanukkah per se. It's, I, I think, I'm not against it. I don't think it's Christian culture. It's just consumerist culture. Mm -hmm. I, I see what consumerism has done to the United States of America, how every opportunity is an opportunity to buy things or to get things, or to have more stuff. You know, like, I, I watch, the only, the only like, uh, commercials I watch, or the only, the only television I watch is football, and it's all like, buy this new thing, buy that new phone, he bought me a, like, you know, and people literally are talking about how they buy each other, like, you know, my spouse bought me a car for Christmas. You know, like, I, we buy cars, like, you know, very rarely in our lifetime. It's not like an impulse buy, but it has the, 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 I think the consumerism that is so all-consuming in the United States, in my, ex my experience, just has the power to totally overpower any ner ish ubeto, you know, or hatorah, the, the, the light of the, like what it represents, the light of spirituality. 
it really is the opposite of what spirituality is all about. Spirituality is not about chumrut, about what did I get. It's about what do I have and what do I appreciate and what does the light of enrichment and fulfillment bring to me. And I can't say we always think about it and talk about it, but in our family, like the things that we do, we sing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all very musical, so we sing together and that's our family time. And we're going to have a Hanukkah party and my, my daughter is preparing. We have games. You know, and I would not have bought gifts for my kids if my wife had it. And she did, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's fine. But I would not have done it because I don't see a need for it. I don't see a need to perpetuate it if, if my children, like if I was in America, I would not be the Grinch that stole Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be just, you know, one step too far. If you're like, you know, all the kids are like, what'd you get? Oh, I got, you know, Power Rangers. And oh, I got a Barbie. What'd you get? Nothing. <laughs> you know, that would just be cruel. Mm-hmm. But if I was, uh, but if I'm here and it's not part of my culture, I don't see the need to perpetuate, um, to perpetuate that kind of, of custom, customary behavior in, in, in Israel today. Do you think your kids are going to continue? You that's think they'll give right. presents so to their kids? That's an interesting question because, again, I think, I think because of the... It's very interesting because it's subconscious. I, was never, you know, I never thought about this, but because I think for me subconsciously the Hanukkah, pre, the Hanukkah gifts that I got at home were so clearly this like gift of love. It was not about consumerism at all. Um, mm. So I think I've, that's always been how the presents feel. And again, you, very often the presents are things to do on Hanukkah, like activity kits or whatever. Um, so I wonder if my kids also have that association. I don't know. I don't think they'll... Your kids give you gifts? Do they pick it up? Do they give you gifts? They Do they have. make gifts for you? They have, yeah. And they don't give each other gifts. I mean, they're not children anymore. They're not young. Right, Some of them are older right. already. Um, you're right. Hmm. Interesting. No, I think they have. They have. I think they have. I meaning, but but. Well, let's see if they do. Maybe they're not going to listen to this podcast. I can guarantee you that. True. Um, yeah. um, what I want to okay, so you know, we're going to do something new that we never did in our in our podcast before. We're going to take a little break for a short um, for a short commercial message, and then we'll be back right after this. This episode of RZ Weekly is brought to you by Kita for Home Plus. We all know families whose children are not studying in formal Jewish education for any number of reasons. Could be COVID, could be the school wasn't right for them, could be financial, but they still are looking for a meaningful Jewish learning solution for their children. That's why we created Kita for Home Plus. Kita for Home Plus is modeled after the world famous Khan Academy using flipped learning, YouTube videos, and Google Forms to allow children to learn classic Judaic subjects, Mishnah, Chumash, and Gemara, on their own time, on their own schedule, in a way that's exciting and meaningful for them to learn. We're starting a new semester of Kita for Home called Kita for Home Plus, in which children will learn three courses, Mishnah, Chumash, and Gemara, each week, plus have a Zoom lesson to meet with the teacher, that would be me, as well as interact with other students in the class. Kita for Home lessons are designed for students in middle school from grades five through grades eight and focus on basic skills, decoding of text, understanding of shorashim, critical skills that children need that serve as a foundation for Jewish learning throughout their lives. Now through the end of Hanukkah, Families that sign up for Kitab for Home will receive eight free days, that's two lessons, so that they can learn about the benefits of Kitab for Home firsthand. To learn more, log on to kitah.org slash homeplus. That's kitah, K-I-T-A-H 
www.homeplus.org slash homeplus. And now back to the show. We're back. So um, we were talking about gifts, Molly, but I don't want to go quickly. We're going to leave this as a, Donnie's not with us. And we're going to do a nice light um, podcast, uh, Hanukkah issues. So we call this Hanukkah conundrum issue. We've talked about gifts. Mm-hmm. Now I have to ask Wait, you I about the, thing, how you feel. One more thing to yeah, one more thing about you gifts. Like a, you know, Hanukkah is not about physicality. It's about spirituality, right? And, and but it, meaning we do have an idea in Judaism that you take the physical and you elevate it to the spiritual. So I'm not sure that I agree with you about that. I just wanted to say that. I would totally agree, except I would say that's specifically the theme of Purim, for example, no, that... of Yom Kippurim. Whereas Hanukkah, mm. whereas Hanukkah is Davka, the light, the, 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 the shemen, the shemen zayit zach. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. There's a whole, there's a, the whole essence is, spirit, is much more spiritual Pur- uh, than yes, physical. Yes, but it's still, but that's actually an interesting there's question. There's no mitzvah seuda, no, there's, no, there's no matanot, there's but, no, none of that. But the there's message no... is really, isn't it really about, um, like, as opposed to the mityavnim, for whom it was all about the, the physical, right, and glorifying the physical, I don't think our answer is, no, we reject, right, um, Hellenism, and therefore we reject everything. It's about elevating and spiritual, uh, taking the Pach Hashemen and, well, actually, that wouldn't work because that was already Tahor. So that, if, we, if it was, you know, if we had elevated the Pach Hashemen, I don't know if I can make, I can stretch that. But the idea, you I really, right, the, 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 I think that, I, I think the message is still there that we, that we take our life and we elevate it and we spiritualize it. Right? I do think that that's yeah, but I think you can take that too. not that I, we're supposed I, to completely separate from the physical world. I think that that's that's Afka, not a healthy Hanukkah message. I think it's that we elevate the the, the physical world. But anyway, that you know, I'm not saying that's like a justification for Hanukkah gifts. I think I think it's like a fair. Yeah, I, I think it's just like to me, it's an interesting like we brought. I bring it up as like this religious Zionist, like a modern Orthodox, yeah. because we grew up in this world in which we're, we live between worlds. We don't live in the only in the Jewish world where. You know, we were able to sort of shut ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Like we were aware of the world around us. We knew that everybody's getting presents. You know, it's so overarching. Our, our parents raised us that way, and then you know, becomes just sort of part of their milieu in such a way that it just becomes even Dmei Hanukkah now. Dmei Hanukkah is clearly not. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's borrowed and made its way into Jewish tradition. I mean, I think that's something that's beautiful about about Jewish tradition that we adopt things and then we kosher them and then we make that part of our tradition. There's nothing wrong with giving your children, you know, a little bit of money to buy a falafel or a car, whatever you want to give them, you know, as long as, uh, you know, and I think that's something that's unique about our tradition, but it's, to me, it's more about thinking about it, mm-hmm. considering it, what are the implications of it? You know, what do I give my kids? Do I, am I giving kids uh, gifts the way the Brafskis are doing it? in a thoughtful way, the way the spoilers are doing it and that the wife does it and the husband knows nothing about it? Or is it, is it kind of overtaken and the kids really have expectations that are not in consonance with the nature of the holiday? Right. And then you have to like pull back a little bit, mm-hmm. just be aware. Okay, all right. Speaking of physicality, not spirituality. So of course, we have to, I have to, I, when I do some quick hits, I've got to ask you about some, some quick conundrums and you'll just give me your response because uh, Johnny's not here to answer. Question number one, Molly, yes. will you please uh, tell us, latkes or sufganiyot? Latkes. That's it? That's it. No latkes. comments? Yummier. What about you? <laughs> so I'm actually going to agree with you because I think the sufganiyot here in Israel just are, they're, they're just out of control. First of all, they've <laughs> lost any sense of sufganiyot. How many it's have like, you eaten so far no, before Hanukkah's even started? Um, one half of one. Sorry. I don't really... The, 
Yeah, I, only, I actually don't like them. I think they're not very good when they're store-bought. Mm-hmm. So my wife makes this thing. You know what a beignet is? No, I think it's like a French thing. A, a beignet is like or this fried beignet. dough that's like the jelly donut without the... It sounds like a without you know, it's the, really good sphinge. Is it like sphinge? You know what sphinge is? It's similar, is? but it's, the beignets are actually... I, they, when we were in New Orleans, yeah, it's like a very it's famous... Yeah, actually, it's under the local the local vod. The the main like the this huge huge cafe in New Orleans. I don't remember what it's called. Somebody will email me or whatever. Like that makes the beignets in New Orleans. It happens to be all they sell there are beignets, which is fried dough and coffee, mm. like non flavor. That's all they sell. So it's under the kashrut of the local rabbi. You know the rabbi there. So we 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 had beignets there, and it's basically fried dough, delicious fried dough. Uh, covered with confectionery mm-hmm. sugar and coffee. Yeah. So Rita makes these like fresh donuts are much better yeah. than, than yeah, you know. David like, makes them so too. in this country are totally out of control. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, it's not from our tradition, so I would agree. Okay, okay so you're a lactic person. Yes. With toppings or plain? With applesauce, not with, with sour cream. Applesauce. Yes. Yes, I would, ha- I would have to agree. I don't, I don't really understand sour cream in general. <laughs> so I would, I would. That's, That's a good way to say it. <laughs> what does it add? I'm with you on that. Take the yummy food and make it sour. <laughs> not, not, not understanding that Even though applesauce in and of itself is like quite quite interesting, you know what I mean? I, I don't really get that either. Um, okay, next question: dreidel. Well, now we're going or grogger. I don't favorite that holiday one. toy. Oh, favorite holiday toy. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with Grogger on this one because Dreidel, I think, as a game, is completely overrated. Right? You try to play it, and you know what I'm saying? Like you put the things in the middle. One person gets gimmel, and it's all over. And everybody puts like one back, and then it's like, oh, I got a hit! I get one penny. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, you're, like, I figured out the key to playing um, Dreidel well is you have to keep like you have to have like a giant pot, and you have to keep throwing in stuff into the middle from the outside pot because otherwise the game's not fun. So I'm gonna go with Grogger. I have. That's a good idea, but I have always believed that either we never were taught dreidel properly, <laughs> or it's just, yeah. <laughs> or it's just a mathematically false game because somebody always gets all the stuff or half the stuff, and then like there's 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 no way to win. Exactly. Okay. Wait, so what do you uh, say? Okay. Wait, Grogger or dreidel? Neither. I actually can't stand groggers. I I, I go to. I, I, I actually like I, I like dreidel because I enjoy like the family spinning together. I enjoy that thing. I'm waiting for someone to uh, make the like the ideal dreidel game. Like there's got to be a way of taking these this game, this spinning top game, and making it somewhat interesting, Correct. a little bit better. Like maybe two dreidels and you combine the two. Well, you do the thing where you try to spin it upside down on its head. Oh yeah, everybody chooses course, their own favorite dreidel. And then you try to hit your somebody else's while theirs is right. spinning. That's, That's right. more fun, yeah. right? Right. So like, you I don't mind playing. Play. I like Dreidel. Play somebody who cheats all the time. We have one of those in our family, not in my immediate I'm family. I'm anti. I, I am totally anti Grogger. I think Groggers are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I go to the non Grogger uh, mm-hmm. minion, they have those in Israel. And that's a great innovation. I love it. Uh, finally, uh, milk chocolate gelt or dark chocolate. Oh, uh, what's gelt? the question? Milk chocolate. It's not even a question. <laughs> it's not even a question. I'm what tastes just... better, parf chocolate or milk chocolate? I don't think that like there's even a machloket on that one. So I, I'm going to have to disagree with you, yeah. but with a caveat. I, we actually like dark chocolate better, but only when it's real dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Well, you're and the fake you're dark fancy. chocolate that they give you in the coins 
is bad dark chocolate. So I would agree with you for the coins, but I would not agree with you for anything else. Do you have any other conundrums before we, before we wrap it I up? I think that's it. Are there any other Hanukkah conundrums? That's it. Well, the only other thing is presents or guilt. That's really the only other one. Would you rather get a present or Hanukkah? Present. Really? Of course. Guilt is boring. I mean, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Truth is, I doubt it's like, just give me the money, right? But like, again, I think it's because the present is like, there's all the excitement around it and what it is. Like that whole love language thing. You know what I'm saying? The present yeah. is, there's something yeah. individual individual and personal about it that's not. Ma'osur, here's one for you, which we didn't talk about it before, but I'll say, does the last stanza oh. bother you? Or do you love singing that last stanza with gusto and pride as a Jewish people who have overcome their enemies? You know what I'm Kasam talking about? What? Yeah. Meaning there are people who like of course, bothers total them pride. because like, oh my gosh, we're asking to like avenge ourselves on our enemies. I'm like, of course we're asking to avenge ourselves on our enemies because we have, you know, because of our bloody history. And thank God, I'm just, so that's my conundrum for you. I uh, know. That's a conundrum with, with total pride. I, actually, I, you know, there was an article in the New York Times maybe five years ago or whatever about how like, you know, Hanukkah is really the, the, the celebration of religious fanaticism. And people were all upset about that. Well, I was like, that's totally correct. It's actually what Hanukkah is about. It's about religious fanatics overcoming the modernized Hellenists. You know, the New York Times would definitely be on the Hellenist side nowadays. Sure. So, uh, that's what they're doing. Yeah, so... I don't think it's don't that, like again, I, I, when I, that's why I was trying to give my share about, um, about, it's a good opportunity on Hanukkah, because we were talking about before, just, the, I don't know, tie it in, that um, the ideal of Hanukkah is not religious fanaticism. It's, again, it's Yafet Lekim Yafet, right? Yafet is Yavan, V'yishkon Ba'aleshem. Right? It's not that you're supposed to reject the beauty of Yafet. You're supposed to bring it into the into the tent of shame. You're supposed to use it to adorn your own tent. So you're very grounded, you're very rooted, and your central thing mm. is your own tent. But you use, you, that doesn't mean you don't take the beauty of the outside world. Oh, favorite Hanukkah movie. That made me think of it. The, the movie that I think is so beautiful and descriptive of this There's idea. a Hanukkah movie? Lights. Have you ever seen Lights? It's this old... No. Okay, everybody has to go and fight. It's a really old movie, I think, made by Gesher, like, like in the... 80s or 90s it's a it's a really? uh, cartoon but it's it's incredible it's it's a wonderful it's about it's about all of these issues about what the message of Hanukkah is and Hellenization and it starts with Alexander the Great and coming and happy wait like an ABC afternoon movie or no, no, was no, like a funny movie that, it was a, it was again it was made by I think like Gesher or something like some Israeli organization I don't know uh -huh. it's like an independently funded you know Jewish organization but it, it's a very very deep movie and it's about this issue it's called lights because it's about the lights of Greek wisdom and the lights. I think of that's Torah. I think that's a beautiful message. Yeah. It really is a beautiful message of of trying to inculcate that it's not one or the other, but it's trying to find the beauty of both. And the problem with the Yavnim was that they wanted to reject the spirituality, exactly. which is very reminiscent of the world in which we live today, yeah. where it's you know physical physicality and no spirituality at all. Right. I want to add one more thing yeah. before we wrap it up about gifts. I think it it's sometimes it's harder to receive a gift gracefully than to give a gift. Not only whether you wanted it or not, but I think today's, like, especially, I don't know about for women, but men have very much a strain, a strain of independence and self-sufficiency that sort of eschews getting, getting, receiving. I should be the one giving. I should be the one in control. And I think sometimes learning how to receive and to get something is, is a gift in and of itself. And I think that's a nice, that's a way of giving as well that I try to sometimes remind myself of in this, in this season of non-gift giving. Right. So I don't have any Hanukkah. Favorite Hanukkah song? And we'll stop there. Oh, oh if I, okay. Can we do favorite Hanukkah song and least favorite Hanukkah song? 
Oh, I forgot to tell you, with Mao's Tsur, Rina's family has a tradition where they add another stanza in English called Antiochus the Wicked King. <laughs> and we'd like still... Antiochus the Wicked awesome. King. He did to the Jews a terrible <laughs> thing. Great. Like this. Uh, there's a whole stanza if you want to, don't ask me, okay? Right? And we had taught it to our children because we wanted them to connect with their great-grandparents when they were still alive. And it was a minhag from their grandparents. So I, I, I don't imagine they'll tra- transmit it to their children, but if they do, you know, that's not fair. Yehuda Maccabee did say he and his soldiers chased Antio. Okay, that's anyway. Great. Yeah, you wanted to add your favorite song? No, I don't song? know my that's, favorite song. I love all song. Hanukkah music. That's all really? great. That's kind of a cop-out, don't you think? Oh, I have to choose one? If I had to listen to one over on loop, what Hanukkah song would I listen to over and over and over on loop? Well, since you, since you posted the eight days of Hanukkah, I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Not that version. Yes, that, that version. version. Of we celebrate the Festival of Lights. I love it. So, <laughs> it's a great tune. I'll just end. People don't know what I'm talking about. When I was nine years old, eight and nine years old, we were in Washington. No, Silver Spring, sorry, Maryland. sorry. I remember my real favorite Hanukkah song. Finish your thing and then well, I'll let me finish my the story. And I was a member of the Hebrew Academy Choir led by Mrs. Leah Lippman at the time. Mm. And this was a time of unbelievably large defense budgets. So apparently the Navy had enough money. They didn't know what to do with it. So the Naval U.S. Navy Band, and this is an experience I'll remember for the rest of my life. United States Navy Band, they... they called us out, and we sang the United States Navy Band with the sea chanters in, the, in Constitution Hall in downtown United States. And uh, that's how we had our Hanukkah concert with the sea chanters in the United States Navy Band. And that's, that is the eight days of Hanukkah that Molly is referring to. Okay, we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank Molly Brovsky for our wonderful pre-Hanukkah conundrum edition We'll leave it nice and short. Hopefully, uh, you all have a wonderful, wonderful Hanukkah. Molly, thanks so much. Have a Hanukkah Sameach to everyone. Okay? Have a great week, everybody. Hanukkah Sameach. This is actually, I want to thank my son also. This is, we're going to take another week off. We'll be off of the week of Hanukkah. We'll see you in two weeks. Chag Sameach.